This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And this is Suki Waterhouse's uh, debut single, <laughs> Brutally. Uh, hey, Lindsay, how many copies did Suki Waterhouse's debut single, Brutally, sell in its first week? I believe that number is 296. <laughs> 296 copies. That's like as many people when you like email people or invite them to a fake Facebook group to ask them a favor to buy your single. Well, did you do you know... Uh, the details um, behind Brutally, because I can give you a couple, or at least one. I mean, I don't, but I bet you do. Here we go. This is from Daily Mail, our favorites. Um, the British catwalk queen and actress was hoping to make herself a triple threat with another career in music, releasing her song Brutally, made originally for Lena Dunham's podcast, in early November. What? Oh, Lindsay, you know what? It wasn't even in a week. It was in two months. It only sold 296. Oof. Taylor Swift shouted her out on her birthday last week. I know. So honestly, like... I really wish Taylor maybe had mentioned her song, you know, Mm -hmm. get a little boost for that song as opposed to just being like, happy birthday. People still don't really know who Suki Waterhouse is. And to be fair, I also don't really know who Suki Waterhouse is. Well, I feel like there are several tiers of Taylor Swift's friendship. Like she's on the lower tier where she gets the birthday shout out, but she's not high enough where she gets the like Haley Steinfeld, Ed Sheeran, like iTunes shout out. Right. And it's not like Taylor (laughs) would work with her on music. She just... Taylor probably texted her the day that her song came out or something and was like, congrats, girl. Like, love brutally. Um, Like, Taylor Swift is not forwarding Jack Antonoff's email to Suki Waterhouse to, like, (laughs) collaborate on a song. Jack's like, please don't give my email to Suki Waterhouse, Taylor. I cannot believe you keep giving my email to Suki Waterhouse. Please don't do it. Oh, but, you know, there's good news because later in this Daily Mail article, which, as you know, the Daily Mail is really good at, like, surprising you paragraph after paragraph. Um, with like horrible transitions and just like sudden new new topics. However, the track got 300,000 streams on Spotify, a first by an unpromoted song for an unsigned artist. So that's something. You know. I mean, that's so many things. 150,000 of those were from Bradley Cooper. She was also in the steamy um, love advent calendar video, which came out a week <laughs> ago. But like my question is, <laughs> isn't the advent over? And they're still coming out with videos. But it's over. No, the advent's over. I think the like, story you're Christmas reading is happens. old. No. Oh, they're they're still releasing those things. Yes. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> but enough. We already gave how many minutes did we give Suki? We gave Suki. She three recited minutes, Shakespeare. She recited Shakespeare in a sheer brawlet while she flaunted her taut stomach. Who hasn't? <laughs> we cannot talk about. We're almost reaching four minutes about Suki, and that is unprecedented and crazy so we need to move on oh god okay yeah let's get this started you will drive it so first of all really quickly before we get into our first topic i want to apologize for hurting all your eardrums with my horrible candy scream um <laughs> The infamous candy scream we'll all remember. We'll never forget the candy scream. Yeah, it was bad. So we got a lot of tweets about it. I'm sorry if it was bad. 
I won't do it again. I don't mean to scream that much, but I was just very excited because uh, it combined two of my favorite things, Who's and Candy. I definitely also kept it too loud. That was partially my fault. I should have made it. Mm. And I have adjusted the volume. But do you know how much I had to adjust the volume on that scream to get it no. to be like not terrifying? It, no. It went had to go down so many notches. No. You broke the sound barrier with no. your scream about candy. I've never had to do that. No. <laughs> um, but so our first topic this week is um, we're getting a little political, guys. Uh, it's about the who's, who's who of Trump's inauguration bash. Oof. Oof. Um, in case you didn't remember, Donald Trump is going to be inaugurated um, as president of the United States in five days, four days after tomorrow. Um, also, happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day, by the way. Isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful? Well, it's all going to be uh, ruined in a few days whenever these this cast of Who's celebrates the inauguration of Donald Trump. And when you look at it, um, it's there are a couple names that sort of stick out, one being Three Doors Down. The other being, I would say, Toby Keith. I knew who Toby Keith was, but maybe is that's he, a Garth Is he a stick a boot up your ass? And stick a boot up your ass, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, is, are we surprised that he is doing... I mean, it's it's actually, he's the first one I'd call if I was Trump. I mean, oh, absolutely. It's like, oh, can we get the guy with the boot song, stick a boot up your ass? Yeah. For people who don't know what I'm talking about, he has this song called, um, like, America. It's called, like, America's... <laughs> And it's like, if you don't like America, we'll stick our boots up your ass. That's America. That's the American way. It's like, what? Oh, it's called Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, parentheses, the Angry American. Yeah, because he sticks his boot up your butt. You'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. Because we'll put a boot in your ass. It's a I gotta say, I really think this, like, the narrative of Trump's inauguration performances has been so fascinating to me because it, like, represents, like, the way that Hollywood works in a weird way where it's, like, everybody is scared to do or not do literally everything, you know? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, the minute anyone's name is associated with this, like, bad thing, they freak out and, like, release every press release. Oh, I'm not involved or, you know, and it's, like... You can tell half of the people didn't even know they were signed up to do a thing because their publicist was like, just, you know, said sure. Or a call came, a call went out to ask them and they just never got the call. But then <laughs> somehow got reported that they were doing it. They're just you really are seeing so many of the misunderstandings and messiness of Hollywood mm-hmm. through this like ongoing situation that we've had where, you know, there are plenty of celebrities that have supported Trump and are now coming out being like, I don't, you know, I just want to support our president, which is like awful. But a lot of them are doing it. Like Nicole Kidman. Like like Nicole fucking Kidman. Um, but this kind of declaration of performing at his thing has been like no one wants to touch it, even though celebrities do want to somewhat stay neutral or they're tr- some of them are trying to stay neutral in this mm-hmm. whole thing. You know? um, well, that happened with uh, Jennifer Holliday, right? Who uh, is a singer who was originally slated to perform at the inauguration until there was a backlash, thanks in part to Kevin Fallon, a writer at Daily Beast, who basically wrote an open letter saying, uh, "How dare you? Your fans are all gay, thanks to Dreamgirls and The Color Purple and Broadway." So she pulled out and was like, "Whoops! No, I didn't mean. It, I didn't mean. It, I didn't mean. It, I didn't mean it." 
don't you feel like she might have just been really, 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 really out of touch and her um, PR person or her agent got her a gig and she's like, a gig, great. I don't think there's any question about about that. Oh, like, oh, a gig in DC? Great. Oh, I love a gig. Jennifer gets the call. <laughs> Jennifer's PR person's like, oh, she'd love a gig. She'd love a gig. It was a combination of not thinking and just excitement for a gig because her career is back on track. And it's going to be fine because she canceled. Suki, Suki Waterhouse gets a phone call one day. Her agent's like, Suki, I got you a gig. Uh, it's going to be huge. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are going to be watching. It's going to be huge. It's in D.C. Suki's like, awesome. I'm in. Suki Waterhouse shows up to the gig. It's the inauguration. <laughs> Seems to me it's over. This is, this is only tangentially related, but I just loved this tweet so much. And it was based on Nicole Kidman saying, like, uh, he's our president now. We have to support him. It's blah, blah, blah. Um, do you know Cola Scola? Is Cola yeah. Scola a who? He might be a who, so this makes he's sense. He's a total who, but I love him. Cola Scola is uh, a comedian, and he's on uh, Difficult People. He has a recurring show at this club in New York, and he's very famous for his impressions and his comedy and his Bernadette Peters impersonation particularly, but his Twitter is very good, so if you don't follow it, you should follow it. And he tweeted this a couple days ago, which I have been thinking about since I saw it. Mm-hmm. And it's, quote, however it got there, it's there now. We as a country need to support cancer. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> um, very good. Very good. So just, that's, It's just that's, so funny how diplomatic you can be like your most at your most diplomatic during this time and you can just play all the same tricks you've always played to just stay neutral and 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 unbiased but for this specific it doesn't work anymore it doesn't work there's it's unprecedented you have to be it's just not gonna work you either cannot talk like taylor swift you cannot talk or yeah you have to yeah hate you have to like hate donald trump right very openly and aggressively Right. It's very weird. Otherwise, you're not doing enough or you're doing it wrong. I mean, no. But the weird thing is that Nicole Kidman saying that it's not like these people are now or a bunch of people are going to be like, oh, I like Nicole Kidman. She loves Donald (laughs) Trump. It's like she didn't actually say that. She just said she said nothing. No one. This is for no one. There's no pandering. Like the the Venn diagram of people who love Nicole Kidman in the hours and people who voted for Donald Trump (laughs) has like a very minor overlap. (laughs) All of a sudden, like tickets for Lion are just just flying out the door. Everyone's going to see Lion now. Um, So who else is performing in this? um, Well, on your list, you have somebody named Lee Greenwood, who I don't know. The only reason I... Well, I, I shouldn't have written I know him in it. I know his most famous song, which is... Uh, I think it's called God Bless the USA or yeah. the one that goes I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free yeah no, no, oh no. that's I can play that him? that's Lee Greenwood so he's like old school country he's but 74 I, that might be his biggest hit or his most recognizable song so he's probably gonna play that you know like he's gonna sing that and this is not including Jackie Avancho whom we have discussed at he's length 74 years old when you google image him every picture of him is him in like a, an American flag windbreaker which tracks. Speaking of Jackie Avancho, though, did you see the Times article about how she has a gay sister? And I did. All that? Yeah, it's very I interesting. Did who wrote very that? Katie Rogers wrote that. So um, interesting. Very good. It was very yeah, good. Very good. Um, so 
Next up are the Piano Guys. Lindsay, can you please play the Piano Guys song that you played earlier? Just, Sing just for fun. Sing us a song. You're the Piano Guys. No, no, no. <laughs> the other one. No, but isn't that funny? It's I don't, okay. I don't have... <laughs> can, I re- can I just, before we listen to them, can I um, read you their, the names of their first... Um, first three albums yes i haven't looked that up tell me the piano guys <laughs> the piano guys too <laughs> no it's not yeah the piano guys too and then their last their, the next one is a family christmas mm-hmm. that's it i just thought piano the piano guys too was really funny piano guys too wait it's is like, it t-o-o or t-w-o like the number two the number but it's like oh, oh what should we call our second album we're the piano guys I hate it because it just sounds wrong. There's nothing like knowing a phrase very well, like the like piano guy. <laughs> Sing us a song, you're the piano guy. And then they're just called the piano guys. See, it's piano man. Uh, oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> knowing a phrase so well. Wait, oh my God. Sing us a song, you're the piano guy. Wait, I was like gaslit. Are you crazy? I was What's gaslit. I think I was like gaslit into thinking that is the piano guy. Oh my God. Gaslighting is the new themiest phrase. Think, sing us a song, You're the Piano Guys. Can you play the song? I can play it right here. Um, oh, I really did think it was Piano Guy. Oh, for... my God. Sing us a song, You're the Piano Man. Sing us a song, You're the Piano Guys, too. But, Lindsay, please play the Piano Guys song. Which one? Oh, I have it. My girl. Because when Lindsay played this, I knew what it was in three notes. This one. <laughs> I played this like at just trying to find a different one, and Bobby goes, Is that Christina Perry's A Thousand Years? I love that song. It's like, Go to hell. (laughs) Oh, so they, so it's all instrumentals. That's their thing? Yeah, they're literally. I'm sorry, I hear a violin. He has a cello. Oh, cello. (laughs) I hear a Um, cello guy. (laughs) So there's a cello guy with the piano guys? It's more like orchestra guys. Okay. Instrument guys. I'm not... Also, I'm so sorry I can't differentiate a Holy cello and a violin. Holy shit. Hold sorry. on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Um, that's a cello. I have a... Jeez. I, ha- I have a song for you. Ready? Okay. Hold on. Play it. I don't this, know why... Is this Piano Guys? Yeah. So <laughs> to guess? Sing us... You're gonna know. You're, it's not Piano Man. <laughs> oh, I gotta fast forward. Hold on. Oh God, there's so much preamble. Do you know it yet? Wait. They're really obscuring the melody here with their. <gasps> <laughs> Did you know by the first two notes? Yeah. Um, fight song. What would Mary Rachel Platten say if she knew that her, like, Hillary Clinton anthem was being played by the piano guys? <clears throat> Lindsay, I'm surprised you knew it was called Fight Song and not, like, Fight Track. <laughs> Rachel Platten's famous song, Fight Track. <laughs> it's so early. It's so early, my friend. <laughs> okay. I love um, the I... Billy Joel song, Downtown Girl. <laughs> but that's, like, why it's, that's why it's, like, a Gaslight song, because then I looked at this so many times that I was like, oh, piano guy, sing us a song, you're a piano guy.
Um, next up are the front men of country, and you've got this is a this is this is unfair the because front. the names don't make any sense. So it's Tim Rushlaw, Tim Rushlaw, who Larry Stewart and Richie McDonald, okay. and they are. I guess they have performed as the frontmen of country in the past, but they are the frontmen of famous country bands like Little Texas and Lone oh, Star. Okay. So it's like the main guys of famous country groups. What are they going to play? Who knows? I don't, I don't know. know. But they're going to play alongside Toby Keith, Three Doors Down, and Jackie Avancho. Can you name the, a Three Doors Down song? Uh, uh,. Uh, is that Superman? If I, if I, is that them? If I go crazy, then will you still call me Superman? Yeah, that's Kryptonite. 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 Yeah. That was their big one. I think that's it. That's their song. They've had other songs. I'm shocked you could do one because to me, all of those bands are the same. And I would just be like, I don't know which one is the Three Doors Down one. All those bands in terms of what do you mean? What are the other ones? I don't know. They just all melt into each other. All the bands that came out in like the... 2001. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> also weird that we these Toby Keith and Three Doors Down, their most iconic songs are like very post nine eleven world or like pre nine eleven oh, world. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. You're going right? Yeah, I'm going to March, but I'm not oh going God. to the like I'm not going to the Three Doors Down concert. <laughs> <laughs> what if you just happen to be there when Three Doors Down is playing? Um, <laughs> add it to your add it to your Instagram story. I'm here for the piano guys. <laughs> I'm like, play fight song. I'm your only fan. So the last thing here was on the list that I read where it said the performance at Trump's inauguration. It said, and a fireworks show by Gucci. Which I thought was Gucci. And I think everyone thought was Gucci. And and they were extremely confused, but it was Gucci. It's Gucci. Gucci sounds like a like a hacker name. Yeah, it, that's, that's exactly what I thought too. Um, but they are... When I look them up, they are apparently among the thems of the fireworks industry. So they are maybe the most famous entity. So out of all of the performers at Trump's inauguration, the fireworks, the fireworks guys are the, the most, most famous. famous. They've been around. They're from Long Island. They've been around since the like 1850. Well, doing they should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, they should be ashamed. <clears throat> and I mean, if you're going to call a fireworks company, you're going to want to call Gucci, apparently, is what I can tell. Um Listen to this line. According to the American Pyrotechnics Association, I'm on the board, by the way, an industry trade group, Fireworks by Gucci <laughs> is one of the nation's premier pyrotechnics firms. So I they're mean, famous. They're big. Well, they're very confusing because I thought they were Gucci and then I thought they were a hacker. And then I was like, oh, they're a fireworks people. <laughs> <laughs> Learning how to make fireworks doesn't happen overnight. It takes years and years of experience. I'm Phil Grucci. I'm a fifth generation member of the Grucci family. Really quickly, Lindsay, I want to talk about um, relationship who's, relationship who news, mm-hmm. because there's nothing a who loves more than to be in love with another who. They love love. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I hear you typing. Uh-huh. Sorry. I <laughs> what just, about who's? I was just Googling. <laughs> well, literally, as you're doing it, I'm Googling the person who you're about to talk about just so I have, like, any type of knowledge about him. So Allie Ray's men and Colton Underwood. Do you know who they are? Allie Raisman, you might know. She she's might be a them. She's Olympian. She's Olympian. She's I a temporary them. I don't think she's Olympian. them. I don't think she's them. But she was part of the, like, whatever. The five the five. Sure, but, queens. like, the other two did Dancing with the Stars, and she didn't, or whatever. And I don't know. I just don't think that she... I, I don't know. Like, I feel like the Olympics are very... Shine very bright and shine very short. Like, she's no Simone. 
She's no Simone. Mm-hmm. And Allie Raisman is like a hometown hero for me. She's from one town over from my town. Dave, one, t- one town over is not your town. One town over from my hero. town. One town over from my town. So she's not your hometown hero. She's, she's one town over from you, town town hero. <laughs> like, that doesn't, you can't just claim ownership of another town. You're not a resident of the, the town one town I mean, over. I live off of Needham Street and she's from Needham. I mean, I don't live there, but like I, you know, I did. You live off the street. That is named for the town. Streets where she's are long. From. Streets are long. Oh Lindsay. my God, please don't take my ownership away. She's my, she's from, she's Jewish. She's from, She's from my uh, uh, nearby town. Longi- my latitude line. Oh my god! Fine. Um, okay. Fine. So Fine. Allie Raisman is dating this hooey football player named uh, Colton Underwood, and they were recently on the red carpet at some event that was at Equinox, sponsored by Coca Cola, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why is Coca Cola sponsoring an event at a gym, and why does a gym allow it? Um, and it was for, like, Olympians, like, for and by Olympians, celebrating Olympians. Although, why are you celebrating Olympians, Summer Olympians, in January oh after the Olympics? You have an issue with every part of this I just, event. I, but I love this. So they talked to them, and I guess we were talking about this earlier, and the Us Weekly person must have expected anything more exciting than what Ali Raisman gave them, because it's just the most brutal, boring interview. I mean, this is why I say that these tabloid journalists are the best in the biz because they really like make something out of nothing and not, and the something isn't even that good, but the nothing (laughs) is so nothing, you know? Yeah. They, I mean, they are alchemists. Um, Imagine when you hear what Bobby's going to read to you, imagine what they gave to this person (laughs) and how they created anything. (laughs) So here we go. Her quotes. Oh my God. He's just been very supportive, coming with me and keeping me company because I'm in a different hotel all the time. Two-time Olympian. Explained. So boring. So literally telling them what hotels they in. Boring. This line, ma- this line makes me want to dig a hole and then just like fall asleep in it for eight years. My New Year's resolution was to make more me time. So I'll go visit him more and tell him that I have to learn how to cook for him because he eats really healthy. I got to learn how to cook some good stuff. Girl, that is not me time. That's he time. That is him time. He that time. is he time. He time. <laughs> Give yourself some me time. Oh my god, that's go see a, good, a movie, that's read like a book. A shirt that you invented, like, girl, that's not me time. That's he time. You know, <laughs> that's very it's like Sophia Amoroso is listening to this and like already printing them out, scribbling um, notes, making a new company. So now that she is dedicated to giving him more he time, she's learning how to cook for him, <laughs> and she's learning to cook the most disgusting thing. So listen to this. The six-time Olympic medalist will have her hands full cooking for Underwood's eclectic palate, as he confessed that one of his favorite breakfast meals is, uh, hold on to your stomachs, oatmeal, egg whites, brown sugar, and cottage cheese. Yes, mixed together. That's disgusting. Can I just Raisman- say, though, that's not even an eclectic palate. Eclectic, eclectic palate. That's literally just everything that has protein in it. Like, that's yeah, just it's a just protein like- bowl full of gross mush. <laughs> You know, it is like, oh, you're a you're a you're a gym rat. Like if you Googled protein foods and those are all the foods you just put in a bowl to eat, get protein. You know, it's not like a food. And also that's not cooking. No, it's just mixing a bowl full of mush. <laughs> this is the other thing. So this this article promises this is to not even the you worst and, like, thing in the article. <laughs> it, it promises to teach you about their relationship and reveal their favorite things to do together. But would you like to hear their favorite thing to do together? Sure, sure. Um, they work out together, which is not a surprise. They're both athletes. But this part. But just like any couple, binge-watching is also on the agenda. Quote, We just started This Is Us, Underwood said. We're only two episodes in, so don't ruin it. That's not binge-watching. Two episodes is not absolutely not binge-watching. 
And who's going to ruin... Don't ruin it. All everyone talks about is This Is Us. You'd have to be like, we just watched 45 episodes of Degrassi in like (laughs) one day. That would be really... We would love that. That'd be great. We watched all of The Wire last week. (laughs) But no, we watched two episodes of This Is Us. And I bet they weren't even paying attention because they were busy like barfing up their oatmeal egg white. Wait, so so far the things that they've done together in this article about things that they do together is like eat... (laughs) <laughs> and like watch television work out and work out work out cool, cool. which they both have to do for their jobs so it's basically they they work together they, they're um, co-workers and they eat co-workers. together and they watch television cool very um, different from it, normal couples very unique very special anyway they're so oh also she wears a bun because he likes it okay you didn't you, that you can't just like sorry drop that can you read sorry that's Allie the weirdest said, thing about this entire ali said sorry i missed that he loves when i wear my hair in a bun i did it because he asked and then Later on, Underwood just says, it shows off her face, <laughs> explained Underwood, so who first caught Raisman's attention so when he creepy. asked her out in a video. It's so, that's the creepiest thing in the article. It shows off her face. But just like, but like you he, said, I did it for him because he asked, he's like, wear your hair in a bun. I like the bun. <laughs> wear in a bun. Put some more egg whites her in my oatmeal. Her signature bun. But then I was like, her signature bun, don't all gymnasts wear their hair in a bun? Kind of. Yeah, they had to get out of their face. Yeah. Ugh. Oof. Absolutely. Oof. So anyway, that's enough about Allie. We have to pick another couple. What's another couple we can talk about? Like a palate cleanser. Well, you know who I love who are engaged, who are, you know, a very controversial couple about who's in them's de- designation in our Who Weekly Facebook group. The hooligans did not know what to make of this, but uh, Kirsten, <laughs> Kirsten Dunst and... Um, did not know what to make of this. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst and Landry. Um, what's his name? Fat Jesse Damon. Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. I love them. Fat Damon. What? That's what people call him, Fat Damon, because when he no, yes, because he looks like a rounder face Matt Damon sometimes when he gains weight for a role. I'm not being mean. That's not okay. a nickname I made. I up. love Jesse Plemons. Um, can I just say here's a story? Bad story. Ready? Tell me. One time when I was in Austin, I was walking home from something, and I uh no, not Austin. One time I was in Santa Fe, and I was walking home from something, and I my car was parked in a parking lot, and I like crossed cars like they were waiting to pay and I crossed the cars and a car um almost like was lurching forward and like stopped and I looked into the front window to be like please don't hit me and it was them it was Kirsten Dunst and Landry <laughs> you almost got hit by Kirsten Dunst yeah. and Landry were yeah. they making out yeah they, they, they were kissing other. they were kissing they love each other anyways I'm really well, happy because you know if they would have hit me then I could have gotten a lot of money but I'm happy that they found love yeah and I Jesse's a who. I would call Jesse a who. Kirsten is a them. But that's what I, I was think. saying. I think the yeah. the Who Weekly Facebook group were conf- like they were fighting over whether he was a who. And I gotta mm-hmm. say, he's been a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. He's good, but I still call him Landry from Friday Lights. Yeah, he's a who. Um, next up on the newly engaged who's, we got a who and a who. Two who's. Um, Double who. Two who's. Double who. Kate Mara, sister of Rooney. Um, Kate Mara you may know Kate Mara as the person sister of Rooney Rooney. you may know Kate Mara as the reporter who sorry if this is a spoiler but it's been years Frank Underwood killed in the second season of House of Cards pushed her in front of the train that's an iconic moment oh I love that are we gonna get in trouble for this I still love that show well now we are because I just said that spoiling House of Cards (laughs) what guess what he's president now guys Um, yeah, sorry. No, we cannot, you cannot spoil the years old. Kmar, sister of Rooney, who is dating Joaquin Phoenix also, by the way. Awkward. Oh, yeah, they're dating. You know how they met? They met on the set of an episode of a movie where she plays Mary and he plays Jesus. Of course. (laughs) And they fell in love. I mean, and they're going to have immaculate conception. 
we didn't even say who Kate Mara is engaged to. She is engaged to Jamie Bell. Yeah. Who was Billy Elliot and Billy Elliot. Yep. Um, and who was the thing in Fantastic Four, which is, I believe, where they met. So, you th- so she fell in love with the thing. She fell in love with the thing. So it's really funny whenever you look at like when you Google Kate Mara, when you Google Kate Mara and Jamie <laughs> Bell, you get photos of them on the red part on the red carpet, and then you get photos of them in Fantastic Four, where it's her as a human and him as a giant rock man, <laughs> and it's like oh cute, uh, rock, rock man, man. Rock, man rock man finally man. found his bride. Oh, <laughs> rock man. man, cute. Oh, I love love. Love rock man. So they're engaged. That's cute. Um, they're cute. I think the Rooney Mara Rocking Phoenix relationship is dark, but would you, you know. call would you call Rooney a them or a who? She's still a who, right? The Maras are who? Both. The Maras are both like to like layperson for sure. And also, it's really hard to be uh, siblings in the same industry. They also look a lot who's. alike, and they do roles. That so easy to me, confuse them. Yeah, they do kind of roles that are not similar, but like Rooney would never do Fantastic Four, but. That's the only kind of mm-hmm. role that Kate has done that almost feels like something Rooney wouldn't. Rooney would totally yeah. do, you know, the House of Cards or, yeah, you know, but to me, they're very similar. But I guess yeah. you love, do, are you like because of Carol? Is that like your... Carol and um, <clears throat> I love side effects. Oh, I love side effects. Love side effects. Yeah. And Rooney and side effects is like so good and so much fun. That movie is... It's so such a much good movie, fun. but I feel like no one saw it, so I don't know. Okay, Lindsay, let's talk about my kitchen rules. So here's the thing: remember my we... kitchen rules. So we took <laughs> no. So we took last time we talked about this. I was confused on whether it was my kitchen rules, like my kitchen rules, like the rules of my kitchen, or my kitchen rules, like I have a good kitchen. I love my kitchen. Yeah, and as Who Weekly super fan Sarah Miller pointed out, it's both. <laughs> right. It's, Why didn't we notice that? It's, it's both. both. Who Weekly Facebook, people did talk. They did watch the show. So it did premiere. We did not watch it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and someone wrote, I watched like 25 minutes of it last night and agree that it seems like my kitchen rocks. So it's my kitchen rules. Okay. You know, like my kitchen is the best. Like the best oh. because you want to win. I don't know. They do seem huh. confused still. I still think that it's, it's still confusing. My kitchen, my kitchen rules. But it doesn't not, roll up the tongue. But that's not the point. Let's talk about some of the lineups. Because the lineups are really funny because the Wikipedia has the team members, their two names, um, the status, which is like they're competing or if they've got kicked off or whatever. And then they have relationship. So you have uh, Lance Bass, Diane Bass, mother and son, Brandy and Ray J, siblings, Andrew Dice Clay and Valerie Silverstein, married, Naomi Judd and Larry Strickland, married. And then you've got family members. So these are all people who are related by the law or like by blood. blood. Okay, then your last couple, Brandy Glanville and Dean Charmay, friends. <laughs> friends. But do you remember why they're friends, America? Uh, I can never forget. <laughs> they're they're friends because they were both cheated on by their spouses, and their their ex spouses are now married. I um, that is not. And then they became friends because of the cheating. And also, like, good for – I don't – it's a demented relationship is what I'm saying. These two, <laughs> these two are in a truly evil relationship, in my opinion. Like, I don't think it's evil. They I got think it's together fun. out of pure revenge. Like, everything they do in the media is, like, revenge. Like, it's a revenge plot. I love it. Because they just want to be, like, every time our 
former significant others turn on the television. I hope they see our fucking faces on my kitchen rolls, like competing for the the kitchen cup or whatever you win in this stupid competition. I just love that they're like they should be called revenge friends, you know? Revenge friends. Revenge I friends. like that. It's kind well, of like um, what happened with Shania Twain and her. Well, I was about to say. No, you weren't. That actually, I literally was about to segue <laughs> into Shania Twain. Do not even start with me. Of course, I was. I was going to say it's not the it's it's the same relationship. It but is. Shania, when Shania, but they actually ha- formed a romantic relationship. So like Shania Twain actually like got married to, or at least for a while dated, fell in love with the her the the woman who cheated on. Shania Twain's on Mutt Lang, who had who had an affair with Mutt Lang. She fell in love with that woman's ex-husband. So the um, the scorned party of the couple bonded over being scorned and then fell in love. In but then compare that to Brandy and Dean, the scorned couple just became friends. But the, no, but that's almost more evil because like for Shania, it's like oh they were old they were old friends. Like that's why uh-huh. that's right, that they right, were right. friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandy and Dean didn't even know each other before this nightmare happened to them and now they're just like they're just hanging out because they have this in common which is a freaking nightmare you know night- again yeah. they're revenge friends what was she wearing where was she seen she posted what on Instagram she's the who queen tens of people want to What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Rita is not up to much this week. She helped Ed Sheeran into a party a few years ago, and she clutched her white bra, but doesn't remember it because she was drunk. Well, to be fair, Rita's up to hosting America's Next Top Model, the show that you've never watched. I'm not responding to any comments <laughs> I'm just about America's Next Top Model. I never just watched want you to know. it. I just want you to know it's that I'm It's crazy that you've never fucking watched it. Okay. All right. I'm just saying, like... Think of all the, think, think of all the content you could have. You wouldn't even need to say that she clutched her white bra. You could literally say, "I finally sat down and watched one episode of America's Top Model, and I can say one thing about it." But I didn't. So we're gonna talk about what is here, Lindsay. Do you have something to say about America's Next Top Model? No. Doesn't sound like you do. It doesn't sound. like I you already do. freaking watched it and gave my contribution. So there was a story uh, about how. Because Ed Harris, I mean Ed Harris, Ed, Ed Harris, Ed Harris, Ed Sh- you, Ed, <laughs> it's a very you Ed thing Sheeran. to mix up Ed Harris and Ed oh Sheeran. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Ed Sheeran. What would oh Ed Sheeran say? Ed Sheeran, this e headline. Ed Sheeran Ed once Harris. posed as Calvin Harris to sneak into an Oscars party thanks to Rita Ora. Because um, Rita really was need like, to know more than that. oh, he's Calvin Harris. Yeah, because Rita was fucking Calvin at the time. Uh, before everything went to shit. So that's one story, which is really more about Ed than it is Rita. And also the Rita is literally in parentheses in this headline. Although and at, next when, up, when Calvin Harris was dating Rita Ora, I would believe that somebody at the door would not know who any of them were. So it's like, <laughs> oh, is he Calvin Harris? Sure. Like, okay, great. Yeah. Let him in. And who are you? Uh, and who are you? She's like, uh, it's Aura, probably under Aura, Rita, Aura, or Rita, it's under Rita. Under Rita it's under Ora. who? Maybe under who? <laughs> or uh... <laughs> under special characters? That's under question mark. <laughs> under uh, question mark. <laughs> the uh, so the other thing was she Instagrammed a photo of herself 
in the middle of a pool in a bra, but she was like, the bra was about to fall off, so she's holding it, so the bra doesn't fall off, but it's clearly unattached, unclasped. How do you wow, describe have a bra? You, has unclasped. anyone ever described a picture this well? Um, And I love the writer in, who was this Daily Mail? It must be. No, Inquisitor, another great site. I just love this paragraph. Rita Ora's holiday season was so booze-filled that at one point she found herself in a not-so-modest situation. People love talking about Rita's modesty. And even though there were some pictures taken at the time, which she Instagrammed, the singer admits that she has no recollection of what happened. In one, the Rita Ora bra... In one of the Rita Ora bra slips... What? In one of the Rita Ora bra slips off photos that the singer of How We Do Party posted on her Instagram account... Oh my god. Rita can be seen right in the middle of a section of a swimming pool as she clutches onto her breasts as her white bra comes off. A second photo is less wild, however, and shows a calm Rita posing in the middle of a pool, showing off her well-toned body. A calm Rita. That's my new URL for my website. Calm Rita. But while the photos did not show Rita looking... While the photos do show Rita looking wildly inebriated, do not. the British singer says she has no memories of the incident. They do, do not, not right. show her looking wildly inebriated. So it's basically everyone saying, because she captioned it, don't remember this. All the stories were like, Rita was so drunk that she didn't remember clutching her white bra in the middle of a pool. I have like, I'm very forgetful. I just wouldn't remember like that casually, not because I was wasted. The only thing I want to add to this is I thought it was very funny that both stories who both stories that I read about this, one in, in Inquisitor, one in the Daily Star, reference her as the How We Do Party Singer. How We Do Party Singer. How We Do Party. Yeah. You know, Which how, isn't even her best song. You know the song How We Do, parenthesis, party, parenthesis. <laughs> uh, that's the party and bullshit, party and bullshit, right? Yeah. After all, the 26-year-old second single and second number one, How We Do Party, was about <laughs> knocking back the booze and having a good time. I just love it. It's like, after all, she had a song once that, like, involved drinking, so she must be a fucking After drink. all. Um, but anyway, that's uh, that's all we have for this week. I love when they spin their wheels. That's the best part about it. It's, tr- it's truly creative writing. I mean, no one does better creative writing than having to produce 800 words on Rita Ora when it's just a picture of her in a bra in a pool where she says, I forgot this. <laughs> You know, uh, we are we salute all of you. I um, who do that best in the biz to be real, truly the best in the biz. No mm-hmm. one is better. Um, yep. um, wow, today was like a bunch of garb. So happy we went through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean this week is going to be a bunch of garb. So topical. Oh, I know it's true. I mean maybe if anything, this is just going to be like matching of the mood of this coming week. At least you've Monday off. Yeah. Um, so thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's as usual. Um, for the theme song, it's the best. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, a lot of you are doing it, but it's great to, you know, say it again. Yeah. And we will see you on Thursday for Who's There. Bye. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Bye. Sing us a song. You're the piano man. Sing us a song. Sing us a song, you're the piano guy. And then they're just called the piano guys. See, it's piano man. Uh, oh. God. <laughs> Knowing a phrase so well. Wait, oh my God. Sing us a song, you're the piano guy. Wait, I was like gaslit. Are you crazy? I was What's gaslit. I think I was like gaslit into thinking that is the piano guy. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>